trail British Columbia have a battering style of play. Welcome to The Smoke Show with your host, Ben Phillips. Welcome back to another episode of The Smoke Show podcast, podcast sponsored exclusively by Kaskar Kia, Kia movement that inspires. Speaking of movement, the Smoke Leaders moving up. The BCHL standings now sitting in fourth in the interior division. Uh, of course, it's all on point percentage due to some of the games that have been missed now, not only by the Wenatchee Wild, but by the Smoke Eaters uh, with a wild weather weekend that uh, put a hold on, on what would have been a grueling trip for the Smoke Eaters. They still had to get the job done, though, uh, as they had a makeup game, I guess you would say, in Cranbrook against the Bucks in what was a... Uh, a thriller back and forth in a 4-3 overtime game. We'll recap that a little bit, recap some of the other games uh, that the Smoke Eaters have had as they're in a nice bit of uh, bit of form as of late, 7-3-0 in their last 10 games as they go into the one game this weekend against the West Kelowna Warriors. Uh, it's, it's been a nice turn of, uh, of pace for the Smoke Eaters, a lot more consistency, and that's uh, one of the things that if you, you listen to the broadcast and, and listen to the, the, those interviews that I do with Tim Fraggle on a, a nightly basis is one of the constant themes that we always seem to talk about is being consistent and and doing so on a in a 60-minute effort. It's more than, you know, of course you, you go game by game and you want to get that 60-minute effort in, but it's from there, once you complete that, it's, it's competing that, repeating that on a night in and night out basis. And, you know, the Smoke Eaters, I would say, have, have done that more so than they did uh, to start the year in a 7-3-0, 9 as they come into the, the one game uh, of the weekend against the West Kelowna Warriors. It's going to be a tough test. Like I said, we'll, we'll talk on that uh, in the, the back half of this episode uh, as we talk with Teddy Lagerback, this week's guest here on the Smoke Show podcast. Uh, talk a little bit about some all-star news. A couple Smoke Eaters named on to the, the fan voting list, one guarantee uh, as well, we'll talk about all that. But here's a quick recap: some of the top goals from the last few games, as the Smoke Eaters get set for a tough test on Friday night against the West Kelowna Warriors. Smoke Eaters get the puck out of the drop. Parsons able to find Shank. Shank in with a shot, good save. Low coming in, low scores. His first as a Smoke Eater, Christian Low. We're tied at one. Be show. Gets it a ditch or ditch or for a turn by Logger. Finds Moger, he'll take the shot, scores! Moger gets that one through the crowd. It's two on Smoke Right ball to Hunter. Blue line to Bushy. Bushy, Hunter, quickly across. Michael is to the left point. Looking for a lane. Goes all the way across. Brady Hunter, tap and scores! Back door, what a pass from Zach Wangelin to Brady Hunter on the power play. And the Smoke Eaters are up Bushy, Brady across. Brady Hunter, Hunter towards net. That one finds Logger back to the doorstep. He scores! Here to Moger. Moger. Willoughby wants a one time. He's got it. Right circle. Willoughby towards that. Cunningham. Under the score. Corey Cunningham. Derry lost it. Willoughby shoots it around. Beer got there to hold the puck. 
Terry's lost his stick. Pointers get the puck. Hunter, right side, Michaelis, empty net. Michaelis scores! Cuts out, plays it to the middle, trying to find Strollwood's in his feet, poke free. Disher waiting on his backhand, cuts out front, Quinn Disher scores! Hands it to the doorstep, and a good play there by Henry. He got the stick down and blocked that centering path. Now here's Michaelis the other way. Zach Michaelis here on the left-hand side, comes in with a shot, scores! What a shot! What a run from Zach Michaelis, who cuts through the neutral zone and beats Nathan Area on the glove side. It's 1-1. So Smoke Eaters, as mentioned, uh, in a nice... Uh, spell of games here, you know, splitting against Prince George and uh, games that, you know, maybe they could have won in, in that tough start. And we, again, we've talked about, talked about that quite a bit in, in some of the starts that uh, is one of maybe the areas that they need to improve on uh, as we get into the season here. And, well, uh, I think that, that that showed, you know, in that game against Prince George, you know, in a tough start going down 3 nothing. But, again, the the other thing that we talk about with, with Tim Fraggle, with the players and the coaching staff is the the ability that this team has to to fight back and, and a never give die attitude. Obviously, you never want to be, you know, playing games from behind. But the reality is that's where the Smoke Eaters have been uh, in their last set of games. And credit to them for for battling back in a lot of these games. Uh, you know, Prince George they made it a game. It was three nothing. Ended up losing that game five three on um, some penalty trouble. And like I said, like I said on the broadcast, I'm going to leave that where that is. Um, you know, the Smoke Eaters. I would say felt felt hard done by um, over, or especially in that Friday game, it was much better on the, the Saturday game uh, as they were able to bounce back and get the the 3-2 win over Prince George. Then they had to return home after, you know, that's a, a long, grueling trip and, and not an easy one to, to bounce back from, but they, they did so against the Merritt Centennials who came in on a Wednesday night looking for their first win. It makes them a desperate team, makes them a team that um, not to be overlooked despite their record. Smokers got the job done, a 2-1 win. Um, there as well, and then got then you know got the job done on Saturday against Alberni Valley, and and that one there for the Smoke Eaters. I think coming out of that game, uh, the consensus was that was their most complete 60-minute effort um, of the year, as the you know they, they win 4-2 over the Alberni Valley Bulldogs. Uh, from start to finish, they started well. Um, started well. Started well each period. Uh, controlled a lot of the, lot of the game. Obviously, the two goals they'll, they'll want back, but um, very very good uh, game. Obviously, then on Saturday again, it, or on Sunday against Victoria again, it turned into a game where uh, the start wasn't there for them. Um, you know, down one nothing after the first period, were outshot sixteen to eight. And then a bad start to the second period. They allow two goals inside the first three minutes from Kaylin Zito. And then you're down 3 nothing. And from there, it's against a team like Victoria who um, have a lot, of, a lot of talent, a lot of guys that can score on their roster. You know, look at Matthew Wood. He you know, leads the league in goals right now. Um, Ellis Rickwood, who, who plays with him, their, their captain is uh, right there in terms of goals and, and points and, and helping uh, Matthew Wood out and as a top 16-year-old, they got a lot of talent, and you got to give them credit for what they came in and did on a on a Sunday afternoon here in Trail, and holding down the fort in a sense. After they go up three nothing, they get outshot 45-14 in the final 14 mi or 38 minutes of that hockey game by the Smoke Eaters, who just put on the pressure and um, you know did enough to win that game in terms of, of the effort that they put in.
and that can't be be overlooked in what they did in that game. Unfortunately, some of those, you know, as Tim Fragel has said, as you know, said on the broadcast a few times, is there's games this year where the Smokers have deserved to win and didn't, and there's games that the Smokers didn't uh, didn't deserve to win, and they ended up did did winning those games or do win those games. Uh, so it's a it's it's a weird thing this this game that that we love so much, and that was kind of the the sense on on Sunday against Victoria as they, they played well enough to win that game aside for a couple moments that they obviously would love to to get back and clean up. Uh, but that's just the way it goes sometimes. And then they go to Cranbrook and get a makeup game and get a get a big overtime win against uh, their East Kootenai rivals. Uh, that was a, a big performance in, in terms of the standings. And it is only November, but it's never too early to, to start looking at the, the playoff scenarios and the, the BCHL standings. Uh, in those games, some of the top performers, Zach Michaelis has continued to be a top uh, performer, and, and with that gets him a BCHL All-Star uh, slot, as he was named uh, earlier this week as part of the initial 18 that would be going to Penticton in January for the All-Star game. And so congratulations to Zach Michaelis joining him potentially if the, the votes from the fans uh, do their or get the job done is also named is Quinn Disher and Evan Fraudette. They have also been named um, as possibilities for the BCHL All Star Game. So uh, it helps. Uh, it, that's only decided by the fans and the fan voting. There's so you go to bchl.ca/fanvote. Uh, it's just up on their page. So if you just go to bchl.ca, uh, you can go in and vote for uh, your smoke eaters and help send them to the All Star. Game. Some of the other performers that you know shouldn't go without mention: Brady Hunter, Corey Cunningham. Part of that line with with Zach Michaelis has been the most consistent for the Smoke Eaters. It's been the one line that from day one hasn't been broken up, and uh, is constantly a threat night in and night out. Uh, and so that's a, a positive for the Smoke Eaters. You know, Zach Michaelis now up to 11 goals. Uh, Brady Hunter. In just 11 games, has 14 points. Uh, Corey Cunningham's consistently helping in on that line. Uh, they're dangerous. They're fast, and it's uh, a nice thing for the Smokers to to have that one constant line. Some of the other lines have been jumbled up, trying to get players going. Um, Charlie Strobel has kind of been jumping in and um, in and around with Quinn Disher, Teddy Logger back. That's kind of moved up and down with Michaud. Uh Wolford's kind of sp split in in there as well. Um, just trying to find the right combination for all those players. As there's a, you know, Quinn Disher has started to to be able to to set an identity of of being a passing player, but he's also got a, a crazy shot and the way he can he can handle the puck and play the puck. Um, theoretically, putting him with it with guys like Strobel and Longerback who can score is is the combination, and we're starting to see that uh, continue to to grow as the the games go on. Uh, they've only been together for about two games, but we're starting to see that chemistry grow, and uh, that'll be on test on Friday against the West Kelowna Warriors. Well, I think I've rambled on uh, long enough. I want to remind everyone that uh, on Friday we'll have uh, reminded fans coming to the game anyways um, that uh, we'll be accepting non-perishable food items and lightly used winter jackets as part of uh, next-gen transit and the Salvation Army will have a, a transit bus out front looking to stuff the bus, uh, is what's called the annual Stuff the Bus campaign. And uh, so we're again, want to remind fans coming to the game, 
for uh, to bring a non-perishable food item or a lightly used winter jacket. Next up here on the Smoke Show podcast powered by Catholic Arkea, we'll sit down and talk with Teddy Lagerback, who has made the Join move here on the uh, Smoke Show podcast here to trail four and number 34. Teddy Lagerback committed to the uh, to, to Arizona Ozark. State University playing his 20-year-old year here in the BCHL. Teddy, thanks for for joining me here on on the podcast and uh, you know talking through some of the things and getting allowing fans to to get to know you just a little bit better. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. So thanks for having me. Well, uh, Teddy, like it's been about just over two months since uh, you know you made the trip uh, trip north from from Minnesota and into into trail and moved here for for the year. Um, how are you liking things? How are you, are you adjusting? How's uh, how's life in, in trail for for Mr. Teddy Lagerback? No, I love it here so far. It's been a super easy adjustment. All the guys have been great. Obviously, it's a great team and great organization. So it's been a super easy transition, and everything's been awesome. Uh, what were your some of your first impressions, kind of coming in? I know I talked to to you and, and, and your parents, kind of when you guys first moved in, but the the area here is a lot different than what you grew up in. So, kind of, what were your first impressions of, of trail as you drove in, and and not just of the natural beauty here of trail, but uh, you know, seeing the arena for the first time and everything. Yeah, well, first off, the view is amazing. Just when you look around outside, it's it's beautiful, and then. You got a rank in the middle of the mountains. It's pretty cool, and it's an old school rank, which I like, and it's my style. Same color as my hair, so I love <laughs> it here. It's been awesome. Um, before we kind of get into to some of the stuff that that brought you to trail and and how it all worked out for you, um, you know, into the BCHL season here, you know, we're 15 games in. The Smoke Eaters are for you adjusting from. You know, playing in the USHL was primi- uh, primarily where you played. Uh, you know, j- your junior A hockey until coming to Trail. What's what's the transition been like? A lot of players tend to say when they come out of the USHL into the BCHL is it's the USHL is more about structure, the system, and and, and certain you know like sticking to a certain game plan for that game where the smoke or where the BCHL tends to be just a little bit more open and a little bit faster. Is that is that fair from what you've noticed, or yeah. what's what's the I'd agree with that for sure. I'd say the USHL is there's a lot of structure and you kind of have to think a lot about just like the plays you got to do and everything. But I feel like here I have a little more freedom to go out and play my game and have some more creativity. And they're both really fast leagues. Both, I would say like the skill isn't much different, but I'd say I just have more freedom to play here, which I like. So it's been fun. Uh, and so again, the, part of that is adjusting to the the opponent as well and you, and you kind of said there that the, the skill level is uh rough roughly the same what uh is that kind of the way way you've seen it or has there been kind of any other standouts or surprises uh so far through the start of the year well i'd say uh i remember my first preseason game you see like less committed guys on the roster i guess but then you go out there and it feels felt about the same to me i couldn't really tell much of a difference speed wise and physicality wise so that was something that stood out right away is how fast the game is here so it's been an awesome league to play at, and I'm glad I decided to come to the BCHL this year. Um, usually the, a, t- a tough question, but you, you, you obviously are pretty self-aware of, uh, of of the things going on around you here in the league and stuff like that. But with that, you always come with you always tend you can realize some of the things that maybe you know you didn't think you needed to work on that that you now realize okay maybe I need to get better for this for for the college level for the next level of my career. Um, is there anything for you that you've noticed uh, um, that it's kind of stood out? 
Um, I think every day I'm just working on becoming a better all-around player. You know, I want to be a guy that's trusted in all situations and obviously just keep working on everything, my skills, my speed, my hockey sense. Every day is another day to get better here. So just keep working on everything and then be ready for next year for college. Uh, one more on on it. It's, what's the difference like in terms of, you know, here in trail, you guys pretty much have – the ice all day um you've got the, the ability to have ice in the morning it's usually pretty free during during the day and then you know you have practices as well is that pretty standard in, in the ushl as well or is your your ice time your availability to be on the ice a little bit more restricted um for water the last year we skated just once a day so when i heard there was skill ice here and we could skate in the morning before practice that was a big thing that made me want to come here because i love working on my game and trying to get better working on my skills so that's something i use every morning so once I heard that, that was a game changer for me, and it's an opportunity just to keep getting better. So I love that that they have the all the ice here and everything. So, so you, you said there, you know, from Waterloo in the USHL. Um, for Smoke Eaters fans, uh, last year Owen Ozar um, ended up deciding that that was the best route for him to to try and play games last year, given everything that was going on here in Canada and, and the USHL was playing games. Waterloo was playing games. You guys had a couple canceled. Um, but uh, he, from what I understand, from what you've kind of told me, was a was a big part in in you you know finding out about Trail and 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 building that relationship and and making the decision to to come to Trail. Yeah, um, we, we stayed together on the road last year. So on road trips, we'd be in the same hotel room, and he was just I was just talking to him about his time in the BCHL, and he said it was like the best two years of his life in Trail, and he just told me like I would love it there. So. Once I heard all the stuff he was telling me about it, it just sounded like a pretty great spot to be. So I'm happy it all worked out, and I ended up here. It's, it's pretty awesome. So, um, Were you and Owen line mates as well, or were you just, just no, roommates? Just just roommates. I wish I could have got to play on his line a little bit, but he was a really good player, super skilled. So it was fun to watch him and be on his team. Yeah, he, it was pretty fun to have him here for uh, you know like what he says is the best two years of his his junior career, and you know that that speaks speaks volumes. And now you're kind of living that as well, and you're kind of seeing you know all the things that he got got or told you about. It. It's it's uh, probably pretty cool, you know, full circle kind of thing. Yeah, for sure, it's pretty cool that um, trying to follow in his footsteps, I guess. And I saw how good of a player he was, and how skilled he was, and he was a great guy too. So it's good. To, uh, I'm glad he told me all about trail, and I ended up here. Um, and now that you're in trail, you've, you've also got brought a, a couple teammates that uh, you know you, you've been friends with uh, for quite some time. I know you, you kind of knew Zach Michaelis a little bit. You guys played together, but one of, one of your uh, bigger friends that you've you've known for a while, Charlie Strobel, uh, who joined the Smoke Eaters just as the season uh, got got going. How nice is it to, when you move to a new town uh, to get some of those guys that you've, you're kind of familiar with um, to to help you settle in or, or just just you know have that familiarity familiarity with some guys uh it's been great to have those guys so good friends with both of them and they're both great guys and we both play together in waterloo all three of us so it was uh special to have them come and we've all got along with all the guys very well so but it was a lot easier having them right away just someone to talk to right right when we got here so it's been great um is your the trip to trail here is this your first kind of trip and experience in Canada or did you have any minor hockey um trips up here growing up uh, I played in Winnipeg for some tournaments when I was pretty young but that's about it so this is my first time in the BC and it's, it's been awesome um 
what's uh, like let's go kind of off ice what are some of the things that uh, you know i know uh ketchup chips are usually a big thing for for guys um coming up they you know american players coming into canada that's a new thing uh, apparently all dressed chips are, are are something that uh you guys don't have down there what what are some of the the, the food things that you're kind of seeing that are are a little bit different um that's a tough one to be honest nothing really that much different other than uh i think it's something for dinner i had the other night um i had a grilled cheese and my bill had asked if i wanted ketchup on that and i thought i never really heard of that in america and she said it's a canadian <laughs> thing so maybe that so grilled cheese and ketchup uh who's who would you say your your favorite nhl player is alex ovechkin alex ovechkin yeah it's a pretty pretty standard one um why uh just growing up i always loved the way he plays he plays physical and he just wants to score so bad and he scores goals like crazy and it's just always been fun watching his highlights and I always liked how everyone doubted him to win a Stanley Cup, and then he proved everyone wrong and won the Cup. So I like that about him too. So, uh, does your your favorite NHL player correlate with your favorite NHL team, or is that that kind of change a little bit? I would say I've always been a Capitals fan. So I mean, I like the Wild too, but I think I like the Capitals a little more just because Ovi. So, did you, growing up in Minnesota, did you? Uh, I'm not sure how far your hometown is outside of Minneapolis, but did you go to a lot of Minnesota games growing up? Or Yeah, I'd go to a few a year, try to go to like one or two a year if I'm lucky. So those are always special times when you get to watch the guys play and it looks so cool in person and it just looks, it's always fun to go to those games. And it's, those guys are living the dream life, so it's awesome <laughs> to see. Uh What's your pregame routine? If you could, you know, have everything your way for for a pregame, uh, what would uh, what would that look like? Ooh, this could take a while, but <laughs> I have a lot of them. I like to eat the same meal. I have some uh, pasta before a game, gluten free pasta. Go to the rink about like four forty. Maybe watch some highlights. I like to throw on some Ovi videos. To get me get me in the zone, I guess, and then uh, do some warm up stuff play soccer with the boys, warm up, go on the ice. I kind of have the same routine I do. And then uh, recently I've been drinking a Red Bull before I play to give me some energy. So, and, yeah, that's about it, I guess. So, uh, pre, so pre-game, you know, part of the warm-up, you know, is is the music. What, uh, what kind of – where's your music uh, taste? Do you have a, a specific genre or – or song or, or anyone that uh, you, t- you tend to, to like as part of your pregame? Um, I just listen to whatever the boys play in the locker room. I'm not too worried about the music part, so whatever they turn on, I'm fine with, I guess. But they've been playing a lot of rap and stuff, which is pretty good. Is there uh, anyone, and if we, we, you know, doing the podcast now in, in the second year, we kind of had the, uh, I guess, a running joke, I guess we could say, about, about asking players who, who's got the worst taste in music. Like, if, if you know, you needed a, um, a pump-up pregame who are you not giving the ox cable to there's a, a cons- one consistent and i won't name them yet but uh it, in that scenario who who's the the guy you, you don't want to be in charge of the music uh probably dish i don't know some of the songs don't get me going but i don't know who who's everyone else saying everyone's uh, it's kind of ethan willoughby willoughby it, it's it's not that it's bad music it's just it's 
it's a unique. I guess he listens to British rap, and it's it's his thing. Oh yeah. And uh, and so not everyone's a huge fan of it, and it's just a, it's a different different thing, right? Yeah, for sure. I'll, so. I'm not too picky with the music, so doesn't really matter to me. Uh, growing up, what would uh, what would you say your your favorite hockey memory is so far? Uh well, I won the state championship back in 2018 in Minnesota, and that's a pretty big deal there. You know, there's like 20,000 fans, and that's kind of every Minnesota kid's dream growing up is to win the tourney. So the fact that we made it there and won it was amazing. And it was just a very special moment. So that's always going to be my favorite hockey memory and tell something tops that, I guess. Uh, that was with Minnesota. Minnetonka. Minnetonka. And, and you were the, the captain that year too, weren't no, you? No, uh, I was the captain my senior year. That was my, I, that was my sophomore year, so never made it back to the tourney after that. It's pretty hard to make it, so one is a sophomore and it was super special and those are fun times so for for you know here in Canada we don't really have that same type of where you have those state championships in in those high school leagues um it's a little bit different so in Minnesota is it a matter of um obviously it's it's tiered i would imagine with with the high schools in Minnesota where the, you know there's the best ones are are always um, kind of in their own league, or is it just kind of is it wide open every year? Like how how does it how does it work? Uh, just in all Minnesota, they have Class A and Double A. So Double A is the bigger schools, and A is the smaller schools. And then, you know, there's a lot of good kids that come out of Minnesota high school hockey. So just everyone plays in their hometown, and it's pretty special to play with the buddies you grew up with and battle it out, try to win a state championship. So I'm lucky I got to play on a team that won that won it that one year. So. What uh, when you, you you came to trail and, and you know you looked at what you needed to do this year before going to Arizona State University? Um, what kind of goals did you set for yourself? Um, whether it was you know yourself or, or you know with with the coaching staff, what were uh, what, what were the, what were those conversations and what what are your goals for the year? I think the goal is just to get better every day and taking uh, working out seriously, trying to get stronger before college. Because I've heard the common theme is freshmen don't come. Uh, strong enough and the seniors are always way stronger so I want to be physically in really good shape next year and then get better on the ice you know come here play my game just have fun and try to have fun every day and get better that's pretty much the pretty much the goal um you did did sign your your NLI so um Arizona's where you're going to be going and so that's you know obviously a, a pretty big school um go back to when you committed to them what was that that like and you know what was that that process it's always a a d- little bit of a different process for for every player yeah um they reached out to me when we made the state tournament they said they were going to come down and watch so they watched my state tournament and then I happened to be going to Arizona for spring break that year and they decided to come on a visit and they just showed me like the future of their program like what the new rank was going to look like they showed me around campus and just talked about the future at Arizona and I just really fell in love with the facility and everything and I love the coaches I love their attitude so it was an easy decision for me to choose to go to Arizona State and I'm super glad I'm going in next year I'm really excited uh lastly um the the trophy town movie made it its rounds uh you know every, I swear everyone in town has seen it um, whether they were a hockey fan or not but the smoke eaters as a team you know we all went and, and got to watch it um how cool was that for you? You know, maybe not knowing the history, and you know, even for me, there was a lot of things in that movie that I I didn't know had happened in in, in the history of this team. Um, for you guys, you know, 
couple two parts to the question. First thing for you personally, how cool was that just to see that and, and see the history of this town, and then for you guys as a team um, to to watch that and, and try and you know I guess rally around it uh, in in a sense and make you guys better as a team. Yeah, for sure. You know, watching that it was super cool to see those guys put everything into hockey and their lives. So they look like such hardworking men and you want to be like that. You want to carry on the legacy and it'll be fun to try to win a championship this year and give it everything we can every day. And just like those guys did. So you can learn something from that. And uh, it's pretty special what they did and hoping we can uh, try to win a championship this year. That'd be pretty special and fun. Well, Teddy, thanks for thanks for. I think that's all the questions I got for you. Thanks for for coming up to the to the crow's nest up here and uh, sitting down and answering some questions here on, on the podcast. It's nice to get to kind of know you and sit down and talk and and you know get to know the player off the ice, the one that's not scoring goals, uh, or well, when you're not scoring goals on the ice, it's nice to see you off ice. Um, so thanks for doing this. Thanks for for coming up and chatting. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Thanks to Teddy Logerback for taking time after practice, coming up and, and chatting with me and, and getting uh, getting to know him a little bit more and his his route to, to the BCHL, how he got to trail, and of course the, the unique story that he has uh, and connection with Owen Ozar, as uh, Ozar obviously last year uh, made the decision to go to the USHL and um, obviously you know that worked out for him in, in playing games, obviously missed having him here for his 20-year-old year, what that what a year that would have been, and you know I've had him heard it said multiple times. Uh, Charlie Strobel, who played in in Waterloo with with Lagerback um, and Ozar, it's the it's the recurring thing. Owen always said that this was the best two years of his life, um, and so a uh, a special um, a special connection there, and it, it helps bring you know more players to the to the trail area with with those kind of connections as. Uh, Teddy Lagerback has has come in and, and made an impact five goals six six assists uh, for thirteen or eleven points in thirteen games. The Arizona State University commit. So thanks to him and for coming up and chatting here after practice. Take a look here into December. Of course, we talked about the game coming up on Friday. Uh, get your tickets at tickets.trailsmoyers.com. Limited tickets available for that one. Uh, we talked about that one and what that one uh, means. Big implication game. After that, it's a busy week for the small leaders and a busy kind of end to the, the the first half of the year is the Christmas schedule uh, or ahead of the Christmas break. Uh, right now, of course, schedule changes could happen with uh, some of the road closures and flooding uh, going on in uh, in the lower mainland and in the, the Merritt area. Um, small leaders will go to Cranbrook on Wednesday, December 1st for another road game at Western Financial Place. Uh, then they're scheduled to go play Chilliwack and then Merritt. Um, on that Saturday, and right now, um, if I had to guess, I would. I know for a fact that probably merit the merit game is not going to happen. Is that one will change? We'll see what uh, what the league decides in terms of uh, schedule changes and what needs to happen. But uh, and also want to take this chance here too, and I said it on the broadcast Saturday. Um, wish all those in merit uh, the best. As I know, they start moving back into their. Um, 
into their city to a point or to a certain degree here this week. Um, and slowly trying to go in and assess the damage and getting back into their home. Some of the evacuation orders starting to be lifted. Uh, Want to wish all those, all the Merit players, the Merit organization, all the best uh, as they try to deal with uh, what I'm sure is a very difficult and um, complicated situation as well. So I uh, want to wish the Centennials all the best and hopefully um, they can get back to, to playing some games and uh, we'll take a look at uh, and we'll see what that what that looks like here um, in the coming weeks. After that, Samoyers have two home games against Vernon and Penticton. That'll be a difficult weekend. Uh, that Friday game, December 10th, is the drop the mitts and socket to them night here at the Trail Memorial Center in in lieu of the teddy bear toss, we're asking fans to bring uh, socks, toques, and mitts. And when the Smokers score the first goal of the night, to throw those on the ice instead of teddy bears. And those, uh, it will be an, a cool thing. Uh, the grade 8 class from JL Crow is doing a research project on homelessness in the area. And so they're going to come collect all the, the socks, toques, and mitts and uh, um, make that as part of their research program and they'll be handing those out as well. So uh, that's December 10th, Friday against the Vernon Vipers and then on Saturday, December 11th, the V's come to town. Smoke Eaters then the following weekend have a home and home with the Cranberry Bucks to end the schedule before the Christmas break. Uh, Friday, December 17th here against Cranbrook and the 18th in Cranbrook at Western Financial Place. Then we have the Christmas break and then it's the New Year's Eve, New Year's Day back and forth with the Cranbrook Bucks. Uh, again, again for all those games, uh, you get tickets at tickets.trailsmokeeaters.com. Uh, still dealing with the capacity restrictions here in the interior, so make sure you buy your tickets ahead of time early uh, to not run into the risk of coming to the door and us being at capacity. So tickets.trailsmokeeaters.com, you can buy uh, the tickets you need for all the home games for the rest of the year. Uh, right there, and so I encourage you to do that. Well, I think that's that's a wrap. Well, again, I want to thank Calcio Kia for being the exclusive partner and sponsor here of the Smoke Show podcast. I want to thank you, the listener, for tuning in once again here on this episode. Thanks to uh, Ted Lagerback once again for coming up and being a part of this week's episode. If you want to hear uh, from from another smoke eater, you got questions you want uh, asked, definitely send them along to. Smoke Facebook page comments uh, on here as well. And uh, just let us know what you want and who you want to get to know next here on the Smoke Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Hope you'll join us on the broadcast on Friday against the West Kelowna Warriors. If not, we'll talk on the road in Cranbrook on December 1st. The Smoke Show was produced at Trail Smoke Eaters Hockey. Hosting and research, Ben Phillips. Co-host, Rob Squires. Produced by Jeff Fontes. Theme music by Jason Shaw. Check out Trail Smoke Eaters on social media at BCHL Smoke Eaters. For everything Trail Smoke Eaters, head to trailsmokeeaters.com. <laughs>